and I saw Child's Play. And so the next night when I came home, I had a nightmare that my dolls were going to come to life or my figures were going to come to life and they were right. going to kill me. And I ran into my parents' room and I was like, the Stretch Armstrong's going to strangle me. And right. luckily my parents weren't like, yeah, you know what? Stretch Armstrong might strangle you. And then brought the doll in and been like, do you want to apologize to Stretch Armstrong and see if there's anything you did to piss him off? <laughs> so then maybe he doesn't. God awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema in an effort to inoculate ourselves against Brett Ratner movies. I'm your host, No Illusions, and sitting 989 miles to my right is my good friend Eli Bosnick. Eli, welcome back, sir. Oh, Noah, thanks for having me. Now, of course, before we get to this movie, I want to apologize for our continued heathlessness. Uh, he sends us apologies along with his very sincere thanks for all the well wishes and kind words our listeners have sent him via Facebook, Twitter, email, etc., along with a promise to be back as soon as the situation allows for it. He's dead, guys. He's dead. We we don't know how to tell you. All of the scathings have been pre-recorded. We're running out. We have two more. We have two more. Everything else is going to be edited together, like the South Park episode where they killed Chef. We have eighty-five hours of him screaming Jumanji. It should be good on that. We should be good on that for a while. He's at a farm upstate. <laughs> yeah, there's weed and girls with nose rings. <laughs> He can run and play and flare juggle. Don't worry That's about it. That's it. Guys. That's exactly, he's, exactly. He's, he's very happy. Oh, okay. So we got to get to our, uh, our movie for this week. Super excited to be introducing this one. This is our most requested film by a long shot. The 1972 grandfather of modern Christian cinema, A Thief in the Night. Oh, fuck you for recommending <laughs> this movie. You who are listening to this, everyone, I got Four fucking Facebook messages and three tweets. You're doing Thief in the Night. And I was like, oh, yeah, strap in. Here we go. And I fucking, this is the worst. Fuck you, people. Oh, my I God. I hope you all watch this movie, too. It's <laughs> the worst I can wish on you. <laughs> I hope Netflix drops every movie except this. <laughs> That's what I hope. Oh, it is so bad. It's not even just bad, but it's bad in the sense that it's not even... Fun bad. Well, anyway, so this is the this is the summary I wrote out before we started here. It's the story of a baby murdering rampage that God promises to eventually go on as punishment for people who don't love him enough. It's part horror movie, part after school special, and part blatant effort to make a semi feature length movie out of less than sixty minutes worth of actual film, all served up with a liberal helping of sideburns, psychologically detrimental theology, and absurdly short man shorts. So, oh Eli, God. tell me, how bad was this movie? Well, Noah, you you ever think to yourself when you were watching My Changing Body, man, I wish this movie was 50 minutes longer, but the actors are too attractive. <laughs> oh, good luck. <laughs> Here we are in a theme. That's what I kept being like, man, this is a really long intro. When are they going to start talking about periods? <laughs> That's, they it's, almost it's do, the, too, at one point. Yeah. Oh, I was excited point. for it. Yeah, but then, uh, ah. <laughs> Uh, the only thing that kept me going through this movie is how ugly all the people were in, in it. I thought the people who really enjoy it when Eli goes off on the looks of another human being yeah. are really going to have fun this You're week. You're in luck. Now, I have to say what struck me most about this movie was its total lack of awareness of non-Christians. 
Yeah, I mean, because we've watched these rapture movies before, and it's always a bunch of atheists and Muslims and Jews left over. But in this movie, there are no atheists or Muslims or Jews. This movie isn't a warning to people who don't believe in Jesus. This is a warning to people who don't believe in Jesus correctly. Yeah, it's there is absolutely, you know, the part of the fun of the and having watched now three times i've watched the rapture three times right because of you fuckers i've watched the rapture three times i've spoken to my sister twice this year but i've watched the rapture three times and part of the fun of the rapture is everybody freaking out and losing their minds this is i think we can say the calmest and whitest rapture yes, out of all yes. the ones we, it appears that everyone's gone uh no no need to, to lose our minds here no let's not right, freak let's out just, about uh, it uh... let's keep it calm right, keep <laughs> okay. it orderly can okay. uh, someone hand me a scotch it appears my wife disappeared <laughs> <laughs> yeah no they were pretty blasé about it I, I i was really kind of dying for the whole nick cage people waving their hands over their heads thing and we never right. really got and- it Speaking of non-Christians, there are no non-white people in no. this movie. No, uh-uh. This is a not even in made... the background. No, no, no. I was like, did all the black people get raptured? <laughs> is that the? No, no, they just didn't have any black friends. Ah, the seventies. <laughs> well, see, now that was one of the real challenges to me, and in, in breaking down this movie is that we have to separate what's bad about this movie in particular. Versus what was just bad about the seventies? Yes, exactly. Because that's that's a huge problem. Is you're like because a, a, a lot of my notes here are about how short the shorts were. Mm-hmm. I'm just like I can see his balls. Like, right. They're not even covered by cloth. It's not like <laughs> oh I can see your I, they're hanging very clearly out of one side of his shorts. But that was just that was just 1972, man. You I know reckon. that was people who had good beliefs and bad beliefs. Peter Bogosian <laughs> running around with a ball hanging out. You know I saw. <laughs> So I can assume Hitch was running around with those fucking mutton chops that that character had. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's just it's the worst of decades, man. I mean, I, like everything, I, like you've never seen a picture of somebody in the seventies where you're like, no, that, that's a good looking picture. Uh, yeah, no, 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 you look pretty great. Yeah, no, pretty great. I like the uh, the twenty two inch lapels on your pink paisley blazer there <laughs> yeah, look, with the look, short shorts. You don't look like a clown at all. That's <laughs> that's a crazy. Th- and listen, I I am young. And I can't speak to the changing fashions of the world. But I every fashion movement that I have been alive for, I've gotten it. I haven't liked it necessarily, but I've gotten it. I've looked at stuff in the 80s. I looked at stuff in the 90s. I look at stuff today. And I'm like, I get it. You put on less clothes so people can see your body parts. I get it. But in the 70s, it's not even less clothes. It's just like, you know what people want to see? Belt buckles. It's just crazy. It doesn't make... It's like for for 10 years... We were just like, no, 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 no. Here's how we're doing clothes. We're going to dress like an insane clown had a nightmare. That's what, for 10 years, and then we'll go back, and then in the 80s, everyone will wear suits again. But yeah, we're for just... 10 years, we're going to have a gap where all suits look like a, like a weird, like, we fight holes in teeth. We fight holes in teeth. That's what everything's going to look like. All right, well, obviously, we're itching to put this sordid abomination behind us. But before we do, we're going to pause for a quick musical interlude. And then when we come back, we'll break down the ass cancer of cinema, A Thief in the Night. And everyone said, hey, you guys should watch that one movie, Thief in the Night. I watched it all the time as a kid, and it scared the crap out of me. It'll be so funny if you guys listen to it or watch it or whatever. So we did. We had watched a bunch of stuff. 
thought that I had seen enough, I was wrong. I hate this fucking movie. Looks like it was shot through tape. This movie feels like getting raped. I hate this fucking movie. There's no time to change our mind. The podcast's on. It's worse than left behind. A cobra bite, a little girl. Its message makes you want to hurl. I hate this fucking movie. Two men watching this instead. We could be drilling holes into our head. I hate this fucking movie. There's no time to change our mind. The podcast song, it's worse than left behind. Everyone in this movie's white. How do the people who made it sleep at night? I hate this fucking movie. Fuck you too. It's worse than left behind I miss Nick Cage and David R. White How could we have been so blind? The listeners spoke Our spirits died The podcast's on And this is worse than left behind. Worse than left behind. And with a huge round of applause to the musical stylings of Eli and Anna, we are back. And I've got to say, this may not be the worst movie we've watched, although it may be. But I think that I hated this one the quickest of any of the movies. And again, it's the podcaster in me. But when the ambient hiss in the movie is like drown out the dialogue bad, that's all it takes for me to hate you as a movie. Right. Yeah. The first 12 seconds of this movie, I was already like, oh, <laughs> no. Tap out. Yeah, exactly. Tap exactly. Out. I wrote, I doubt Jesus, cause, so you get this, cl- this super, the ambient noise, then a super loud clock ticking, mm-hmm. and then a Jesus quote all in caps. And so I wrote, I doubt Jesus used an exclamation point in all caps, like my grandma on Facebook. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we open on this clock and this Jesus quote, and we have to reflect immediately on the fact that even the clocks were ugly in the 70s. Yeah, Holy there's shit. nothing there. If you're looking for anything aesthetically pleasing in this movie, you will not find it. No, no, you will not find it. There are long, long shots of outdoors and beautiful scenery, and they've all somehow managed to be ugly in this movie. <laughs> yes. There's ugly trees and landscapes <laughs> in this film. We found the only ugly mountains in the world. That's where we're going to shoot the last four quarters of this movie. Right. And and by the way, just to make sure that if the ambient noise wasn't enough to get me within eight seconds of this movie, we get the bullshit gasping, sitting straight up, waking up thing. Yeah, I I, I wrote atheist bingo. <laughs> Somewhere Noah is upset. Yes, yes, exactly. So our our main character, Patty, is waking up and on the radio, she's hearing about the rapture. 
we're going to go back to this scene a couple of times, but on the radio, they're just like, there's just some guy going like, yeah, it looks like the rapture happened today. Uh, about a million people are gone. Uh, Very calmly. Yeah. Very Guys, I've heard newscasters freak out of water skiing squirrels more than this person <laughs> is talking about that. You see him? Look, he's adorable. <laughs> but no, and and like it's the it's just the weirdest. Yeah, it's just like like he's given the weather report or whatever. You know, it's gonna be partly cloudy with a chance of brimstone. Um, <laughs> and it, we basically just get like him going like uh, some people think it's the aliens. Uh, some people think it's the rapture. Uh, we haven't determined that quite yet, but definitely millions of people who used to be alive are no longer on the planet. Right. But, you know, we're not rushing to conclusions here <laughs> that the thing that everyone's been predicting happened word for word. We're, I just want you to know we're not, we're not jumping the gun on this. We're really, we're, we're thinking reasonably. And again, I would wish one of these movies, and listen, I, we have somewhere between nine and 150 rapture movies left to watch yes, i just exactly. want one movie where the radio comes on and the guy's like holy fucking shit you guys it was the rapture no it's a hundred percent the rapture this is what happens in the rapture it's the rapture it's the rapture the rapture the rapture okay, right, no, get your hands off me get your hands off me so yeah um he's not okay <laughs> Nor is anyone. But uh, now there's one thing. Okay, so like we get the rapture on the radio and then we get this woman waking up and sort of like running around her house looking to see if her family's raptured. Indeed, they are. Um, And the only reason I want to mention this is because she runs into the bathroom. Yeah. And at first I thought to myself, why is there a CB radio sitting in the... exactly uh, what I wrote. I wrote, (laughs) why was someone listening to the radio in the bathroom? But that's a shaver. (laughs) Yes, apparently that's... Oh, they shaved in the 70s. That's why their fucking sideburns and shit were so fucked up because they oh, couldn't. Oh, I would grow a mustache too if I yeah. had to lift 200, if I had to deadlift 240 pounds onto my fucking face. <laughs> I have a television in my pocket that's smaller than what that yes. guy used to shave his face. That's another thing about this movie that I found very pleasurable. While my brain was trying to escape the fact that there wasn't a plot. And nobody ever said anything because uh-huh. I would look at just the different technology and I'd be like, look at what a miracle we live in. Yeah, no look at shit. What a fantastic. Mi- the shavers used to be the size of what is currently the fastest computer in the world at that time. <laughs> right. Oh, by, if, and, and then some. Yeah, exactly. By manifold. If I had walked in to NASA with my iPhone, they would have been like, Hey man, do you want a blowjob? Give me that right the fuck now. <laughs> That's that thing looks to be about half the size of what I use to cut the hair off my face. <laughs> and it's not plugged in like a miracle. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. I wouldn't be surprised if the dude had to pull start that. So, yeah, she realizes her family's raptured. She drops to her knees and starts crying or whatever. And then we go to rock and roll Bible study, I yeah. guess. I don't know what's but there's a. <laughs> There's a band sitting there as though they're about to play music, but instead there's a guy who looks like um, he looks like they mostly fixed the guy from the mask that yeah, Cher was exactly. talking, and he's telling everybody about the warning everybody about the rapture. Yeah, he is. He's basically he's delivering the world's most boring sermon, and he this character has one purpose in this film, mm-hmm. which is to 
describe all this crazy shit that makes no sense. Like, he's just talking about the weather, man, because throughout the entire film, he's just like, and then demons are going to jump out of the floor, and they're going to grab you by your B-52s and bring you down to hell. And at only one point in this movie does someone go, hey, man, you know, just because you're talking like it's the 70s doesn't mean that we don't react like you're saying fucking crazy shit, right? But indeed, they don't. Everyone in this no. movie is just like, hey, what do you want for lunch? I don't know. How about a sandwich? Also, did I mention I can see out the back of my eyes? Yeah, man. Great. <laughs> Let's go to the carnival. So they're all standing there, and there's just, like, instruments. So I wrote in my notes, why are there instruments? Are what? they going to play a song? And they are. They are going to, they are going to play a song that, listen, beware, do not listen to this song unless you want to have it stuck in your head for the next seven years of your life. And it's also, it's not only is it a catchy song, it doesn't make any sense musically, not only is it a catchy song, but the lyrics don't make any fucking sense. No, they're crazy. So you're going to be trying to take a shit or live your life, and you're going to be like, wait, why would a piece of bread buy a bag of gold? There's less people now. That doesn't make any fucking sense. (laughs) That was my whole week this week, is just walking around being like, why did everyone get trampled? Everyone (laughs) vanished? Who got trampled? That doesn't make any sense. Was there a Specific with trampling is trampling a thing. It's so listen. You can listen to this version if you go on YouTube and you look up. Uh, I wish we'd all been ready. Thief in the night. You'll see the version that's in the movie. This this whole movie's on Vimeo. Mm-hmm. But if you want to listen to just the song. You can listen to just the song, but I'm warning you that for the next month of your life, you're going to be like, I don't understand. It's, uh, I get it. And by the way, I came up with a whole theory. I was like, I get it because the Vatican got raptured and they have a ton of gold. So like gold's going to drop in value. Is that what they're talking about? What the <laughs> fuck was this movie? <laughs> and uh, then we cut to the, I guess, basically, this is now the opening shot of the movie. And it, it's a fair. It's like a carnival, except for like. It's being shot to look like it's at a horror movie, but it's, it's just a regular carnival. It's being shot like it's at a horror movie, and there is a demon, Santa, ho-ho-hoing in the background for about 85 minutes. The yes. opening is like, ho-ho-ho, and you're like, oh, Santa went to this carnival, but now he's being waterboarded. <laughs> is that the shot that I'm about to see? And among the shots, we also see a Sambo painting. Uh-huh. Oh, thanks, yeah. 1972. A Sambo painting. It's the closest you're going to get to a right. non-Anglo in this movie. And I, I did, okay, so then we, we got these three girls who are apparently this Christian rock band thing was at the carnival and they just stopped at the Christian rock band thing and, and now they're walking out through the carnival. And I thought immediately, God damn it, I wish that women in modern Christian movies wore dresses that short, but they don't yeah, anymore. That would be great. Um, so we're meeting Diane. Or pigtails that pigtail, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marianne the main was... character of this movie, the one who's the Christian, who we're going to talk about in a little bit, mm-hmm. she looks like, I don't know, if you ever watch porn that's obviously trying to be child porn with grown-ups, that's how this character looks and acts the entire film. It's just where you're like, well, oh, this looks like a thing. You click it and it's just like, I just got back from high school. And you're like, whoa, 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 <laughs> hey, hey, hey now. <laughs> Hey. I thought the entire time that Marianne escaped from the island after all. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we, okay, so there's three, three girls at the center of this movie, Jenny, Patty, and Diane. And okay. 
immediately I like all of them except for for Jenny because they're talking about that. I guess they're walking out of that thing and the uh, the pigtail girl is going like, I don't know. What do you think about all that Jesus stuff that he was rambling on and on about before he started frothing at the mouth? And the mm. other two girls are like, I think it's kind of fucking stupid, actually. Um, do you want to just like have fun and not talk about Jesus? Right. Now, who is Slutwink? One of them Slutwink. Because <laughs> during right before it, Right before he started talking about Jesus, there was a guy sitting in the corner, and the one with the long straight hair who ends up with Freddie Mercury. This yeah, all makes okay. sense if you saw the movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. The one with the, she gives a slut wink to the guy in the corner, and he fucking sprays the inside of his shorts with goof juice and runs away. Yeah, Diane. Diane. Okay, that's Diane. Diane's yeah. great. Diane's fabulous, and that's what ha- Diane is the one who, uh, Jenny comes out. Jenny's Marianne, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Marianne, if she played a little bit of rugby in college. <laughs> yes, that's exactly. What, that's what she was to me. It's just like, oh, what happened to your nose? It got broken a bunch of times. Yeah, I get it. I get it. A bunch of times, right? Yeah, a bunch of times. <laughs> Field hockey Marianne. <laughs> so she, uh, so she's like, I don't know, guys. What do you think of the crazy person who promised that the world was going to end? And the long-haired Diane is like, oh, that's bullshit. You want to go on some rides? Yeah, exactly. I wrote, I already like Diane. And, yeah. and I also wrote beside that, I thought fucked all three of them. Yeah. So, yeah. So then, um, so Jenny decides that she's going to go back and learn more about Jesus, go back for some Bible study. Uh, well, the rest, well, the other two go and enjoy their lives. And so now we get this kind of this cross cut between we've got Jenny sitting there listening to monotone Bible lady and we've got the other two girls meeting a couple of guys. Uh, Freddie right. Freddie Mercury, you've already mentioned. I I wrote him. I just had him marked as porn stash through the whole thing. Yeah, Fred Freddie Mercury and Cowboy wanna fuck. That's what I have called them in this movie. So they run into there is a guy who looks exactly like Freddie Mercury, and we're gonna talk about him in a little bit. And then there's Cowboy wanna fuck. And I want to put, talk about Jenny's like time that we're cutting back and forth in the teen center. Yeah, because yeah. the teen center, she could not be getting more indoctrinated into a Manson cult. Yes, if Charlie Manson walked through the frame and was like, "Hey, helter skelter, kids, I'm gonna kill some people," and then <laughs> wandered back out again. The first line that we hear being said to her is, "It doesn't cost anything but your life." Yes, if anyone says that to you, you should run. Yes. Anyone that says it doesn't cause any, you run. That's the, stab that's anyone cue. who tries to stop you <laughs> right. on the way. Right. Exactly. Oh, I, I, which way is the exit? Great. Would you like to see how fast I can run? Cause you're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> and, but instead of that logical reaction, Jenny goes, that seems like a pretty high cost, I think. Seems uh, like it makes sense to, I don't. <laughs> and then just, that, she's telling, and, and like, the, okay, so the lady that's talking to her, by the way, is it like it has had her had her eyes bored out by demons and her soul replaced by a goddamn computer or something? This is the most yeah, I monotone. Wrote, I bet you could stab this lady without her noticing. Yeah, right, right. If there were flies walking on her face the entire time, it would have been basically the same effect. Yeah. Um. And the whole time she's saying Jesus died for your sins, and of course Jenny's like, "That seems so unfair. How dare those Jews?" Well, right. it's okay because Jesus forgave them and He forgives you. But if you don't give your life over to Christ now you killed him yourself for nothing yeah jenny's reaction to jesus dying is like she had never heard jesus died yeah right like someone was telling you about a buddy who biffed it she's like oh my god (laughs) do his parents know well you know his dad's (laughs) not around his mom's uh, you know 
She was there at the funeral. It was kind of, well, maybe she was there. Maybe she wasn't. She was we're not sure. She was, his she friends say one thing. His friends say another. We're, yeah. we're not sure. <laughs> so we cut in between there and Freddie Mercury is getting big laughs. They go to a helicopter ride mm-hmm. yeah. at the fair and Freddie Mercury is crushing by pretending to be a pilot. Now, listen, I don't know if humor has evolved since the 70s, but <laughs> this guy has two modes. He has Humphrey Bogart impersonation, yeah. which he does at every opportunity throughout this film. <sighs> but the first thing we see him do is slay this group of teenagers by being like, Houston, landing, coming on in. Arr! And everyone's like, oh my God, you're not actually in a plane, but you're pretending to be a plane. I'm going to pee. I'm going to pee. Oh, it's happening. Oh. <laughs> It's so warm on my leg. Um, so yeah, yeah. So they're going on this helicopter ride together, uh, which man, they this entire movie was just a shot to collect hel- or uh, an excuse to cr- collect helicopter B roll. I do believe. I, I believe. I wrote that's- my notes. I was sure hoping there'd be a second helicopter in this movie. It's <laughs> a lot of helicopters. Nineteen seventies when a moving picture of a helicopter was enough to bring you to the movies. I'm telling you, man, they got video of a real live helicopter. I guess. So, and again, we're cross-cutting between that and Jenny being indoctrinated. So now we get to the part where Jenny prays, and she's very clearly trying to seduce Jesus. Yeah, I wrote, this prayer is very uncomfortable. I'm I, trying to jerk off to this, but I'm not sure. It's I very... definitely could beat off to this prayer. Yeah, there was a lot of, I want you to live inside me kind of mm. stuff. Dear God, also very letter, very letter to Santa. Very like, <laughs> dear God, I'm so sorry you had to die. But maybe, just maybe, we could go to make out point later and I could make it up to you. And I'm just like, mm, like slow, like half a stroke each. I'm just like, am I jerking up? <laughs> My hand's on it, but I might just be holding it. I don't, I don't know. There are also several things. That, before she does this little prayer, the, uh, the woman says, whoever said love is because they're talking about God love, love, cause, but he not because he's going to hell you. Yeah. She's like, whoever said love is fair? And I was just like, but love is fair. It good, has to be for good love is fair. That's to healthy. be love. That's, I mean. that's why it's, it's not unfair. Love is not, lo- that's okay. Moving forward. <laughs> and then, and then after her prayer, the woman says to her, now remember, Jenny, God always answers prayer. Yes. And I was like, who has dice? Let's do this. Come on. <laughs> Citation. Pray me a needed. four. Pray me a fucking four. And, and so then we, uh, then we cut to the, I guess, camp or whatever where all these girls work, uh, where we see that good Christian Jenny is now being good and Christian, walking around Jesusing. And she runs into Patty, who tells her, you know, oh, hey, you missed a great time. You could have got fingered on a helicopter. And she's like, right. no, that's okay. I met Jesus. That's, that was better. Right. Yeah, exactly. I wrote, I wrote, oh, you didn't meet our boyfriends. You were joining a cult. Yeah, right. That's right. too bad you missed out. <laughs> How was your cult though? Was that fun? Well, you're going to kill Sharon Tate? <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, that's the thing is that the girl reacts, uh, Patty reacts exactly like you should when your friend walks in and says, oh, that's okay. I found Jesus and now I'm all Jesus. And she's like, oh, well, would you look at the time? She, I've she gotta- says exactly. She uh, says, she says, I'm a Christian now. And her friend goes, well, that's great. And I was like, I <laughs> love that character. <laughs> I'm a go. Christian. That's exactly what I would say. 
Well, I'm a Christian now. Gee, that's fantastic. We should get the check. We've only gotten our waters. But you know what? It was filling water. Mm -mm -mm. All full of water. Couldn't eat a bite. Gonna run now. Gonna run out of the room. Literally. Uh, and then we cut uh, to, okay, so Jenny's outside and, and hip preacher guy from the mask dude is there via, being all Charles Manson-y in the park. Oh, and he says, anyone, uh, so this is Fat Ralphie, right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> this is Fat Ralphie. Okay, yes, good. Exactly. I'm, just, I'm just keeping track here. Right. We got, uh, we got chubby, we got chubby monkeys and we got Fat Ralphie. Uh, but he asked Jenny, in the 70s, he goes, anyone giving you a bad time about becoming a Christian? Yeah, like And what? I wrote, in America, where everyone's a fucking Christian. <laughs> right? I can't think of a thing that people would less give you a bad time about in America in the 70s. Hey, I'm a Christian now. That's great. I'm also white. Fantastic. Anyone giving you a hard time about that? <laughs> and then he tells her that Satan is going to come after her. Yes, and exactly. I, that was a big promise that did not get fulfilled. Spoiler alert. I was really hoping that at some point we would get to meet Satan who would come after Jenny in these movies. Mm -hmm. And listen, there's two more movies or seven more movies of these Something fucking like things that, to yeah. go. Uh, I, if, if Satan does not physically chase Jenny at some point, I'm going to feel cheated. Well, so what he's trying to tell her, I guess, now is, at this point is now that you're a Christian, Satan is going to tempt you and tell you you can't do it and blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking to myself, but from a theological perspective, what you're saying to me now is that before I joined your cult, Satan didn't give a shit about me, and now you have unleashed the devil upon me. Yeah, exactly. So even if I'm buying into your bullshit, this is definitely a bad for me, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. You just opened yourself up to a whole bunch of shit, Jenny. I'm just letting you know. Yeah, I want to let you know quick after you drank the blood or whatever. Right. Um, and, and then he also, he closes it off with the, he, he's telling her about all the new magic Jesus powers that she has. Right. And he goes, isn't that neat? That's the yeah. actual line. Fucking yep. died. Isn't that neat? Talk to Jesus often. Cause he's saying, you can talk to Jesus anytime you want and talk to him often. Isn't that neat? And I'm like, not so neat. Not so, <laughs> not so great. And then we close off with this awkward, you know, somebody shows up to invite them to the next scene. Uh, you want to go water skiing? Yeah, exactly. So then we get a 72-minute water skiing montage. Yes, we do. Listen, I, and this is the first time I wrote this. This is the American International Gorilla Jack. <laughs> there's just several yes. long scenes where you're like, is this a music video? Is this a... I don't oh. know... And can we talk about the music? We've already talked about the opening song and shit, but the rest of the music is this movie is scored like a fucking Bugs Bunny cartoon most of the yeah. time. You know, you literally get doop -de -doop -de -doop -de -doop right. kind of shit in there. But in this particular scene, the music playing in the background of the water skiing, it's like a cowboy is about to get laid. Yeah, I, I, I it's like it's like music that a porno turned down. Right, yes. It's like, oh, no, man, I think, can we just get, like, some jazz trumpets or something? I feel like this is a little, I think this is, people will think it's silly. I think it, they'll think it's silly. I don't think they're ready for this. <laughs> you know, it's going to throw off their rhythm when they're, uh, anyway. So, yeah, and there is a, there is an insanely long amount of, 
of water skiing. I went outside, had a cigarette, changed the oil in my car, came back in, still water skiing. I kept waiting for it to end. I was like, okay, it's going to be over. Like, don't get distracted. I'm going to miss this movie. But I'm sitting there with my notes and my, so a little behind the scenes. I sit there with my computer on my lap, taking my notes and I'm watching it on my TV and I'm just, I'm just, my hands are hovering over the keyboard and I'm just like typing the word water skiing in 40 <laughs> seconds. Like, water skiing. More water, water skiing. skiing. <laughs> what if this whole movie's water skiing? <laughs> I can't do an hour on water skiing. I went tubing once. <laughs> this whole movie had me scared because there's like so many like Mono's Hands of Fate long walking scenes and shit like that. And I'm like, dude, we're gonna get done with this movie and we're gonna be like, okay, that's only 28 minutes. Yeah, we're gonna uh, end up. We're gonna end up as the untimed chess tournaments of podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> They're on ESPN at one o'clock in the morning, guys. They're great. People start to talk about problems they're having with their wives. Just check it out. Just Google YouTube untimed chess tournaments confession. You will never, <laughs> ever regret it. It's the best. But that's what this movie experience was. I was like, well, they're going to get to know some s- stuff about Eli. <laughs> this is, this is, we're going to turn this into a biopic. This is like, really talk about some real shit, guys. It's time to talk about some real shit. <laughs> Oh, what's happening in the movie? I don't know. She's still being chased by a helicopter. Still water skiing. It's been 85 minutes. (laughs) So eventually the water skiing comes to an end. And we get them all. The the three girls are now sitting around at a picnic table uh, chatting about their boyfriends, except for Jenny, who's a good Christian and doesn't have a boyfriend. Right. And this is the point where you really do think, oh, my God, this is my changing body. Right. Because we're going to hear about menstrual blood. Well, Diane decides to give Patty the sex talk. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Diane says, like, oh, well, maybe I should tell you how penises and stuff work. And Jenny gets up and she's like, well, I'm going to go for a walk. I don't want to hear about all this. Right. I don't want to. I'm I'm sorry. I just don't want to hear that kind of talk. And I had this moment where I was like, is that the 70s or is that just her? (laughs) <laughs> like I feel like the 70s was the time where you got to say that. Now when someone's like, I don't want to hear that kind of talk, I'm instantly like, fuck shit, cunt, pussy, shit, 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 <laughs> fucking, oh, shit down my throat, I'll vomit it back into your pussy. And they're like, oh, this is a funeral. And I'm like, sorry, sorry, you just told me not to. It's the year 2015, you said words were magic and I got to, fuck you. <laughs> Are you showing my son porn on your phone? I'm sorry. I can't. At this point, my actions are not my own. You said I couldn't <laughs> say a thing. And now, now I'm, uh, I remember that. I was in a video like that. See, grandma gets it. <laughs> um, but I had this moment where I was like, is that the 70s or is that a thing? And again, Diane, my fucking hero, yeah. is like, fine, Jenny, sit down. We'll talk about sex when the children go to bed. And I was like, good job, Diane. Yeah, right. Right. Exactly. So instead they start talking about um the end of the world. And their boyfriends. And their boyfriends and where their boyfriends right. work. Right. And this is where we learn that Freddie Mercury works as an EMT mm-hmm. and Cowboy Wanna Fuck works at the zoo. <laughs> works at the zoo. And that will be important. And they have to shoehorn that in because it will be important. Yeah. Um and then they and then once again they're all hanging out with Buzzkill Manson at a picnic and Okay, first of all, the very first thing you see in this fucking scene, or at least the very first thing I saw, was the fact that he was wearing denim Speedos. Yeah, these shorts are incredibly short. They are uncomfortably short. I Listen, 
I used to host a drag show at the Stonewall Inn in the village. And if I went into the center of that during Pride Week and was like, what do you guys think of these shorts? The gay guys would have been like, a little bit too revealing. Yeah, a little, a little much there. A little bit much. All right. <laughs> keep it. Leave something to the mystery. I can see your dick. Yeah, but I'm not wearing shorts. Fair. That's, that's fair. Um, yeah, they are insane and also i wrote i wrote in my notes hey man you're wrecking our picnic because all this character does is very casually be like it's gonna be a whole new ball game and evil will rule supreme (laughs) i wrote this is not good picnic talk no (laughs) which finally you know jerry who is uh freddie mercury yeah jerry is the voice of reason in this movie for just a moment where he's like He's like, yeah, evil will rule supreme and the devil will rise and demons will eat the eyes of the children. And Jerry's like, yeah, I don't know about that, man. You want some potato salad? Can you shut up for a few minutes or something? <laughs> trying to, trying stop to get showing us your balls, too. Like, yeah, at least exactly. at least keep your legs together in those Where shorts. Where are the rest of your pants? I don't know. <laughs> they got Pretty groovy. Isn't it neat? No, it is not neat. <laughs> But instead, so like, so Freddie Mercury is is trying to like, hey guys, uh, uh, dude, I'm going to try to get laid at some point, so let's not talk about this. Um, But everybody else decides they want to jump in. So Patty's, like, this is where Patty's like, well, isn't there supposed to be some kind of mark of the beast or something? And he's like, that's going to be critical to this movie, so let's talk about that now, too. She says, "There's isn't there supposed to be some kind of mark of the beast? And then the friend, not Diane, the other one, who's going to be the main character, Pat, goes, yeah. my grandmother told me about the mark of the beast. And I just wrote in my notes, she was not well. And I just had a, I wanted a flash cut to the grandmother being like, the grandma's going to come for you, going to staple onto your forehead his Satan star. All right, grandma. <laughs> you want to go back into night, night land? Yes, please. <laughs> me more pills. Once they gave her her pills, grandma stopped talking about the mark of the beast. But, uh, you know, at which point. They're, they're all trying to figure out what the mark of the beast is going to be, which by the way, it's fantastic. So yeah, buckle up. It's going to be fantastic. They're all trying to figure out what the mark of the beast is going to be. And the preacher guy explains it. Fat Ralphie explains it as it's going to be like a super evil credit card. <laughs> and I was like, what? What? <laughs> you mean like a diner's club card? It's going to be discover. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Use it exactly. Anywhere. <laughs> I get it. American and then Express. Jerry does Humphrey Bogart again. Again, in Jerry's oh. defense, someone's talking about the apocalypse, so I would also just revert back to my impressions. He just instantly is like, ah, sweetheart, looks like the mark of the beast is coming for us. And she's like, <laughs> anything except this stupid conversation. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. But then, and then to, to lead us into the next scene, uh, Patty says, well, why doesn't my minister talk about all this crazy shit that you're saying is going to happen? And then we cut to her minister. Who is bad? Bad. This is possibly, listen, I know we say this is the worst movie we've ever seen. (laughs) This is the hardest movie. You know what? You watch a Christian movie every week and tell you it doesn't get worse and worse. (laughs) Each day you get tortured is a little bit harder. Ask Jack Bauer. (laughs) Anyways, so the minister, but this is one of the most confusing scenes because the minister gives, I hate sermons. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you could guess that about me. Not a big fan of sermons. He gives one of the nicest sermons yes. I have ever heard. He says, would I appreciate beauty less if Jesus were not virgin born? And he's just putting out the, he says, what matters is man's relations to man. And I wrote, I, I wrote, what matters is man's relation to man. 
a, a hyphen someone who is wrong in this movie. Well, that right. is what the wrong person in this movie says. But they don't reveal to you right away that this guy is wrong. You know, no. you know, like I guess eventually we're supposed to figure that out, or eventually it tells us that uh, uh, quite clearly. But he's saying all of this really great shit. He's going like, and maybe you look at the Bible and you say, you know, would a loving God really condemn people to hell? I wouldn't do that if I were God. And I'm like, he's like, so perhaps we should look at this as poetry and 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 a, a guide. And I'm like, all right, yes, you've convinced me. It's poetic, but it's Vogon poetic, but it's poetic. That's <laughs> yeah, fine. It's not great poetry. No, I've got some Keats that's gonna blow your fucking dick off, bro. You <laughs> got some dirty bro- limericks that give it a run for its money too. Yeah, you. I've got two names for you, my friend: Doctor and Zeus. Get ready. <laughs> love that shit. Blow your fucking mind. Fought his way out of a concentration camp. So this guy is like a, a, a very clearly a humanist. Yeah, wrong job. That, I wrote that down quite a bit. I was like, "Hey, man, do you know you're a preacher?" Or <laughs> did they just like was he sick that day? And some was someone from the science department at the local university got up and was like, "All right, me today. This <laughs> I guess is what it's I my think. turn." <laughs> Um, and then Ugh. so he's, he's kind of talking about this whole, like, let's not take the Bible too literally thing. And again, in order to cleverly segue into the next scene, he says, do you need to believe in a real serpent? And then it's a serpent. Yes. And then we a cut real to a cobra. cobra. So I want to talk for a second about where Cowboy Wanna Fuck. I never knew him by any other name. I think it was um, Jim, but yeah. Sure. Cowboy Wanna Fuck is Jim. Yeah, Cowboy not. Wanna Fuck. The, the zoo that Cowboy Wanna Fuck works in is nine cages around a room with entirely different animals in it. <laughs> yes. And the cobra cage is open. <laughs> like what? I wrote my notes. I would spend so much time checking that cobra cage. If you were <laughs> to make a pie chart of Eli's day at the zoo, it would be Oh, like a little sliver of other zoo shit, and then everything else would be making sure Cobra Cage was closed and secure. <laughs> but yes. he's just like fucking hanging out, building a book, an Ikea bookcase in the middle of the room, <laughs> while the Cobra, the Cobra looks confused. The Cobra's like, I'm sorry, I just, is this open for a reason? Am I supposed <laughs> to? I'm a Cobra, I feel like we should be more safe. I'm gonna stay in here, you guys tell me. Someone should close this. Oh, this is unprofessional. <laughs> Very. And let's, well, and also it's kind of unprofessional, I would think, of the zoo, even if the cobra's locked up, to have a non, like, devenomed cobra that we find out later has, like, this, it's this crazy strain of super cobra yeah. for which there is no antidote. So, yeah, having him at all is probably careless, let alone in the unlocked cage. Right, yeah. Now, this is probably the most famous scene from this movie, I think, and probably because nothing else happens in the entire goddamn movie. Yeah, I think if you were, if you were like, Eli, describe this movie, I'd be like, at one point, there's a cobra, because nothing else fucking happens. You can't describe 45 minutes of someone running away from a helicopter. Is it gone? Oh, no, wait, there it is. So this is what sticks with people. And also, I guess they used to show this movie to children, at least according to our listeners, they got shown uh-huh. this as children. So I get how the snake would have been scary to kids. So that probably would have stuck with you. Yeah, right, right. So he gets bit by the by the uh, cobra when he reaches for his nail or whatever. And then they bring him to the hospital in the Ghostbusters car. Right. And, okay, so, at first, now this, eventually this sort of gets explained, but my first thought is, okay, so you need that character to be in the hospital, and your way to get there was bit by Cobra? Right, yeah. 
<laughs> I was the first, the first thing that came out in the writer's room there. Yeah. So, um, we just need him to have like a near death experience where he's going to find Jesus. Just throw out your first ideas, whatever. Cobra! He gets bitten by, by a cobra! Indian cobra for which there is no antidote! Um, I mean, can we get some other ideas? Nope, that one's fine. That one's fine. <laughs> really, bad, no um, other ideas. What about a car crash? I'm sorry, a car, car, what happens to the car now? You know, they crash into each other. Nope, never heard of it. My buddy got bit by a cobra, though. <laughs> what the fuck? Alan got bit by a cobra the other day. It's true, I did. I left the cage open. That's not <laughs> happens all the time. <laughs> um, so now, like, the girlfriend and, and Jen, uh, Patty and Jenny are hanging out. Uh, and Jenny, how- by the way, has wrapped her head in wrapping paper. <laughs> that is the only way. I don't know what's going on. Are those curlers? There are curlers involved, yes. And then there's she's. I think she's trying to like. They're trying to like bring back headscarves for women or something. Yeah, I. Uh, she's she's doing a hijab wrong. Yeah, exactly, it, exactly. It, but she's she looks like someone wrapped her head. Like someone was like, "Merry Christmas." There's the top <laughs> of your head. It's fucking crazy. The doctor comes out and the doctor's like, "Well, he's got venom in his blood." So then we we learn that there is no antidote for the sp- uh, poisonous snake that he just got bitten by. So here's what they're going to do, guys. They found a guy who gets bit by cobras all the fucking time and they're just going to give him that guy's blood. Right. We're going to give him a blood transfusion from a guy who's been bit by cobras enough that he's no longer... Now, listen. I This falls firmly, firmly into the category of things that I have no fucking idea whether or not they're real. But I feel like you don't develop antibodies to venom? Well, I don't know. There's uh, Mithridatism where you can, like, you know, like you can uh, become immune to Iocane powder. I saw that in a documentary one time. Mm, mm. Um, but I don't know if it works that way with venom. But I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I, let's we'll get we'll get some like you know venom professional in here to tell us for sure. Guys, but if I'm you're pretty a venom sure this professional, is tweet at bullshit. us. God awful movies and, and Noah especially, along with pictures of your tits, <laughs> um, as many as you can send them, guys. He didn't get hardly any, and it, I, I don't want to say he was disappointed, but he he needs dozens, dozens and dozens. Got three shows to edit, and I want his <laughs> work day interrupted by hundreds, of thousands. <laughs> Any of you is like a NASA hacker, and you could just somehow dox <laughs> him. DDoS with just the same nipple over and over. Listen, <laughs> I'll leave that to you. That's it. Oh, the, the good thing is that you also leave the editing to me, so no one will ever know. <laughs> Next week on Gam, I am a fat fat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now, oh, by the way, this is the closest we're ever going to get to a non-white guy, too. The the guy with the Indian uh, or the um the cobra proof blood. Yeah, I wrote Mr. Miyagi's blood is full of antivenom. <laughs> See, I thought he was the guy that tortured Mel Gibson and Lethal Weapon, but I was wrong too. Mm. And so we get several, now we get several prayers now for, for Cowboy Wanna Fuck, starting with Jenny, who's just basically like, Dear God, why did you try to kill her boyfriend with a snake? I mean, yeah. I know you had your reasons. I'm sure there was like something that you were trying to do or something. And I, I'm like, it's probably a mistake or something. Yeah. So. She's like, she's doing the equivalent of, you ever call, you ever have friends 
and one of them does something fucked up to the other friend, and then you got to make the phone call without yes. pissing that first friend <laughs> off. You're like, so, like, listen, I know there's two sides to the story, but you broke a vase over Jerry's head uh, because he's a fat Jew. And I'm just wondering, like, what kind of fat Jew was he that made you feel? That's the prayer she's doing. It's just like, now, I'm not taking sides, God. You might have had a perfectly good reason to have a cobra bite someone. <laughs> So then they bring in the, the hospital preacher, and he prays over him, and Jenny prays, and then we're cutting back to the helicopter again. Yeah, again, I, like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, like, I'm trying we to... Watch, we watch in real time this, it's like 24, we watch in real time this Asian guy <laughs> travel from wherever the fuck he is to now. You saw Boyhood? Boyhood stole this from yeah, Thief exactly. in the Night, where they watched this, and we watched everyone grow up as this man took a train and then waited on a bus and then took a shat on the bus. So he was like, oh, the bathroom won't close all the way. It's, it's so fucking slow. But anyways, they pray and Cowboy Wanna Fuck gets better. Yes, yes. God saved him from the snake that God sent him. Great. Is the movie over? Or is the movie going to start? <laughs> right. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. So I guess we're now cutting to everybody's getting to is about to go to church. Or they're mm-hmm. meeting outside in front of church. And uh Jim, the cowboy wanna fuck, shows up in a pink blazer. Yeah. Go seventies. And uh and he starts explaining to everybody that he's a Christian now because while he was in the hospital hooked to scientific machines while scientifically trained doctors did science stuff to try to keep him scienced to life, somebody preached over him too. And right. that must have been... And listen, we all know what really cured him. Yes, right? exactly. And I wanted so badly for there to be a shot of just over his shoulder, the Asian guy who flew across the country to give him a blood transfusion, just being like, oh, nice, really <laughs> nice. Okay, well... Quite well. I brought this bean dip to share, but you know what? I just take it home. <laughs> I just take it home. Fuck this. Fuck this. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. I mean, I love that even in their own movies, like even in a movie where you get to control the entire universe, you could have had the guy get bit by a snake and, and then, then the everyone ambulance prays breaks and down. He's fine. Exactly. But even in their own fucking movie, they have the science and shit be- being done and the drugs being used and every other fucking thing. And at the end of it, he's like, well, you know, it's probably the guy who came and uttered some magic spells while all the science guys were doing their science stuff. Fuck you. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So. So then we get so the pre- the pastor is preaching and I I want to point out the pastor here reads like not well. He's not a great reader. He's not an A group reader. He's not a green group reader. He's like and then <laughs> G- Jesus Jesus said Ed and I'm like, "Oh man, I wish this guy was better at reading." Was there not a there was no screen test for this guy. So <laughs> also there's a beautiful moment while he's preaching and this is something exclusively from 70s movies exclusively from 70s movies in the United States, which is extras didn't know how to have, like, faces full of aliveness yet. (laughs) So everyone could not look more bored or dead-faced while this guy is preaching. He's like, and the Lord's... And and you cut to the faces, and they're all just like... (laughs) Well, they may have filmed it at a real church, too. Yeah. Now, this is the, supposed to be the contrast, by the way, to the bad preacher that we got earlier that was talking about how you should just love people and how even if Jesus wasn't born of a virgin, it doesn't matter because you should still love your fellow man and blah, blah, blah. The right. evil guy that said that. Now we get a good preacher. And I, by the way, this is listed in the credits as good preacher. This guy is. Nice. Um, 
and it, it, he says, let's talk about the end times. And the crowd goes, Ray, let's Ray. talk about the end And he spends his entire fucking sermon talking about the Antichrist. The good preacher talks about superstitious bullshit the entire time. The bad preacher talks about loving human beings. Right. The, in the, 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 their own movie. Yep. That's, that's how we know. Again, once again, Christian movies have reversed who the good yes. and bad guys are in every other situation. <laughs> yes, exactly. They just I, don't get this shit. So he's talking about the Antichrist. He mentions, how will we know who the Antichrist? And his answer seems to be, people will call him the Antichrist. <laughs> right. I was like, so Obama. Yes, I, I wrote that because he's going like, who will that leader be? And I'm like, ooh, ooh, I know, I know, I know. Uh, I saw the History Channel special. It's so like, I don't know if it's cheating, <laughs> but I... What's so fantastic about this is there's a moment he tells that he shares a story where he's like, my neighbor in Nebraska got up to use the bathroom. And because his wife believes the crazy shit that just came out of my mouth, she <laughs> thought that he went to heaven. Yes. And this, this story is used to prove how it's impossible to tell the delusions of a scared woman at night from the reality I'm describing to you. Yes. And yeah, and they apparently are not aware of the irony whatsoever. Oh, not at all. That's not, that's a story I use. That's a story. Yeah. If someone were like, Eli, what's your evidence against the rapture? And I was like, well, I knew a lady in Nebraska who thought there was the rapture because she was just a fucking crazy person. Because there was be like, laundry sitting around. Yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. And then also in this 1972 release, the pastor talks about how we are definitely in the end times right now because all of the stuff that the Bible said was going to happen is happening right now in a way that it's never happened before in 1970 fucking two. Yeah, it's important to recognize that all of the people you see in their 30s and 40s and some in their 50s, the people who thought it was the end times during this movie are dead now. Yes, they are. They lived and they died being like any minute now dead. Right, exactly. And not only, of course, am I contrasting that to the people who are alive right now who are saying that same thing, but also I'm in the middle of reading a fucking Bible. And in the book of goddamn James, which was written in 90 CE, they were saying that shit. They're like, I know, it seems like uh, we said there was going to be a rapture by now, and I, I, we, we kind of dead, but trust me, any day now, that was like 2,000 fucking years ago. At every point in Christian history, every fucking Christian has said the same fucking thing about us being in the end times right now. Now, and never been and has never been miffed by any of the people before them being no wrong. yeah right never. that is completely unconvincing to them when i show them like i could show them this 1972 movie it's like oh look see they were saying the same thing you're saying now in 1972 also what's in your point 90 ce yeah exactly. i don't understand anyways as i was saying now is unlike any other time in the universe by the way if you guys aren't following along with this particular week's holy babble Get on it. James is the Ayn Rand of fucking the Bible. <laughs> Isn't it? Yes. Let me tell you, if all the rich people, you want to let two people into your restaurant, one of them's a smelly hobo and one of them's a rich guy, <laughs> if you don't fuck that hobo to death, you're a great person. <laughs> I'm Jesus' brother, even though he's been dead for a hundred years. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm Moses. This is like the lie. This is like the, he's the pathological lying kid in your elementary school who was like, Michael Jackson's my dad. And it's like, no, dude, Michael Jackson's not your dad. <laughs> See, I would have used the Ben, Ben Carson as the example. I stabbed somebody when I was sure you did. Sure you, you did. You can tell they we're going to use it for grain because <laughs> they're shaped like a triangle. That's his reason, by the way. 
Oh, because it's shaped like oh, cause a triangle. Because the grain would pile up, and yeah, it has like nothing to triangle. do with that being the only way that geometry would allow them to build something so big with the uh, equipment which or the material why, they had at that to time. To be fair, in Carson's defense, which is why all grain silos today are shaped like the pyramids. <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna miss. Him. So now, exactly. <laughs> so. As though we haven't gotten enough of, because the preacher tells the story about, oh, the, you know, the lady saw her husband's shirt and freaked out and thought it was a rapture, so she killed herself so she could be with him. Now we get a scene where this little girl is coming home from church, where they were just talking about all this crazy shit. She sees that there's a pot on the stove and nobody next to the pot, and so she freaks the fuck out because she thinks that her parents have been raptured and she's been left behind in this right. desolate world. It's almost like you shouldn't tell children this story. Yes, of fucking course, exactly. I was like, did I write this movie? This is a great <laughs> example of why that's not. And we, by the way, they, they heal it. You know, they all run in and she's like, I was afraid that you were all gone because you told me a made up story about scary demons taking you away and I don't have the facility to fight that yet. <laughs> and they were like, okay, you don't worry. We're all fine. So they have an obsessive ritual to make right. it worse. Instead of telling the little girl, no, honey, you can't really think that that's going to happen because that's kind of like a, yes, they have to play along with that. And they're like, okay, well, let's make sure that Jesus takes you too when the demons come, which is definitely really going to happen. Yeah. yeah <sighs> listen. I was at a childhood friend's house and I saw Child's Play when I was 12 years old. And that movie scared the shit out of me. And so the next night when I came home, I had a nightmare that my dolls were going to come to life or my figures were going to come to life and they were right. going to kill me. And I ran into my parents' room and I was like, I'm going Stretch Armstrong's going to strangle me. And right. luckily, my parents weren't like, yeah, you know what? Stretch Armstrong might strangle you. But would you like to have a... And then, then brought the doll in and been like, do you want to apologize to Stretch Armstrong? See if there's anything you did to piss him off? So then maybe he doesn't... Because I don't know. I don't know. I, I know that he can come to life and kill you. Yes, that, that, that sure. does happen. But he's not going to do it now if you talk nice to him. And and again, like I, I kept thinking that the movie was going to step in at some point and just go, see, now this is why you got to be real careful with the way you tell children. About, no, uh-uh, no. This is like, you know, children should be terrified every time you're not in the room that you may have been dragged down to hell That's by Jesus' fucking pet demons. Exactly. That's how you should raise your fucking kids. Yeah. And now we cut to a wedding because apparently Patty and Jim are getting married or something. Right. They get they get married and then uh Freddie Mercury is also their chauffeur. Yeah, well, it's because he's an EMT, so he knows how to drive. They're also driving in Daniel LaRusso's car from Karate Kid. In in the 1970s, was there only one guy per town who was allowed to drive? <laughs> how it worked? It's <laughs> so only like there was one driver's license and you just passed it around. <laughs> I don't know. He's there. And then... We get a montage of them growing old together, of them like living their lives, which by the way, most pleasant part of this movie is just watching these family, fake family photos of this couple. <laughs> yes. Like going to Christmas, cooking dinner while we hear the I wish we'd all been ready song again. <laughs> again. Yes. The yeah. movie's an hour and 10 minutes and they're going to give us that song three fucking times. And by the way, now like up to this point, this movie has really given us no real indication that it was about these two people. But now At it all. is. No, it's very it, clearly about Jenny. Right. Uh, if it's up about until anybody, this moment, it's about Jenny. And then she completely dis. Well, because she gets raptured, I guess. But she completely disappears at this. I mean, point. she literally disappears. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just want to point out one thing, though. In the photo montage, there is one very clear photo of her with her back to the camera and him being like, dead ass, am I right? There's one, just one of the photos, <laughs> if you watch this movie... Where it's just like, it's all like, I'm feeding you wedding cake, you're feeding me. Oh, we're opening Christmas presents. But then there's one thing where he's just like, look at that. Look at that (laughs) fucking peach. It's not going to be that way forever, I'm going to take a bite of that. There's a whole bunch of camp pictures that we missed. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Now, this photo montage, by the way, and this movie did, does this several times. It took me a minute to figure out what was going on here. But they only had like 53 minutes of film that they could use in the camera. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to make a 90-minute a movie, which is why we see so many of the scenes over and over again and why we get, like, photo montages right in the middle of the movie that last for four minutes and shit like that. They didn't have enough film for a whole movie. Right. That, uh, a lot of the movie makes more sense yeah. if you look at it How redundant lens. is this scene? There's a photo of them looking at photos. <laughs> right, yes. By the way, Christian movie bingo, that is now the second Christian movie in which someone is doing a thing of a thing. A photo of a photo or a found footage of a found footage. Oh, all right. This, all right. Is, this is the cinematic tradition that we're, we're entering. The nesting dolls of cinema. Yeah, exactly. So now we have to, like, shoehorn in some more preaching to the film. So I guess in this next scene, the pastor is visiting the young married couple at home or something. Right. They're they're to having pretzels together. To be more Jesus-y, but he's already a Christian at this point. Yes, exactly. And so is she. And, and again, she said this several times. I'm a Christian, um, and, you know, I feel like it's enough that I've accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior or whatever, and I do good things for people, and I follow the commandments. She said this multiple times through the movie, which is, again, the wrong way to believe in Jesus, according to this film. Right. The first thing this preacher says is, God made us for himself so that he may enjoy us. <laughs> which, is that a thing? I can't, I, I can't say how often in my notes I wrote during this movie, is that a thing? That sounds like a crazy scientist who builds fuck dolls. That's <laughs> right. what that's, yes. that's a great way to describe the, the fuck doll that you made out of KY jelly and an old pair of pants that your ex left when she moved out. <laughs> that's not how you describe the creator of the universe. Well, that's how they do anyway. Yeah, made us yeah. for himself so he may enjoy us. I'm just saying, if you ever meet me and I'm like, hey, I just want you to know I made you for myself so I may enjoy you, you have permission to stab me in the throat with a letter opener. I'm about to do some weird shit to you. You should run away. Get your pepper spray out. I mean, but that's kind of the point that Patty's making here because she's like, well, I thought God was love. So, you know, when right. somebody I wrote love my you, notes, God is love. He's just not like love, love. He <laughs> loves being with, he loves spending time with us. <laughs> he has love for us. <laughs> it's not you. It's not you. It's, yeah, it's, it's not him. you. It's God. And, uh, and of course, then Jim has a really good question. He's like, um, well, if he loves me so much, why did he bite me with a cobra? Uh, it's because it was a test. It was a yes. cobra test. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Cobra test. The test was he bites you with a cobra and then you die. Or you don't die. You don't, you die. don't that's die. die. That, and that's that's his point. He's like, well, look at it this way. He could have murdered you, but he didn't. Which I want to point out how unfair that is that whenever I tell someone that I could have murdered them, but I didn't, they call the cops and get a <laughs> restraining order and... No longer let me teach at their child's school. But when the preacher <laughs> in this movie says that he's just allowed to walk free. That's 
complete saying, bullshit. Yes. And by the way, if you were wondering why, and believe me, I was, they went to all of this ridiculous effort with this cobra blood transfusion thing. It was because that was supposed to be symbolic of Jesus giving his blood to save you the way that Mr. Miyagi gave his blood to Jim to save Except Jim. Except Mr. Miyagi actually did it. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, Mr. Miyagi exists. And, yeah. I just wrote, at this point in my notes, I wrote, it's weird to see a time period when people were trying to convert people to Christianity who weren't old black women on the subway. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, white people must have wanted to spread Christianity at one point too. That's fun. <laughs> it's interesting fun to know. Looking at dinosaur bones. <laughs> Oh, someone who's prophetizing who's not Mexican. Adorable. Weird. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So the minister makes this, like, very important point about how if God had killed you, you'd be dead. And then he just keeps talking for a really long fucking time. And I I thought, like, the title of this movie should be, I Wish I Hadn't Invited You In, the movie. <laughs> this was a bad, let's not invite them again, the movie. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and also, I want to point out that sideburns make people look like early hominids. I, I can, I'm so glad that those aren't a thing anymore. Mm. Uh, for most of us, I'm in the bringing world. them back. <laughs> bringing them back. Next time you see me, I will have the exact same Freddie Mercury look. <laughs> as, uh, <laughs> as the guy in this now, movie. I'll tell you what. That is a Patreon goal that would probably earn us some dollars. You All know? right, Give, listen, people. Get Eli wanna, a porn stash. Listen, people. I will wear whatever I want. I sit behind this mic now. All I use is my voice. My fiance's kind of already got to marry me, guys. You can dress me <laughs> however you want. I'll be your pretty little girl. I'll do a Donald Trump voice while you all shoot goof juice onto my face. I don't care. I used to work at a toy store. That's infinitely more pleasant. Yeah, yeah, no <laughs> fucking kidding. Um, all right, and so now we, I, I don't know. Okay, so at some point in this movie, like eight, nine, ten years pass because they have a kid, and she's ten years old now or something. Right, but it's not the kid from earlier in the movie. No, which is confusing. Right, right, because just a few minutes ago we had another kid that was this exact same age and had the same hair color, but now apparently this is Patty's kid. Patty is eleven years older without visibly aging whatsoever. And her little girl is shining. Right. She's shining and she has the puppet from Mr. Rogers. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's saying red rum or whatever. Right. Um, she's like, hi there. I'm a it's very weird. Yeah. Yeah. And then before she leaves, she's like, okay, I'm going to go get some eggs. The little girl's like, hey, don't get raptured. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, honey, I'm not going to get raptured. And she's like, okay, cool. This is what we do every time you leave a room. Apparently, fucking Lee. And again, like I wrote in my notes, like this is horribly psychologically damaging. This is fucking child abuse on a psychological level. This, this is Stop why your child talks acting as a like puppet. this isn't fucking horrible. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're making this child crazy. This is not a good thing. Right. <sighs> and of course, this is where we see Jim and he's you know shaving with his fucking leaf blower or whatever right. it is he's got. Exactly. Um, so now he's we know with a modern air conditioner. <laughs> right. Um, so now we know everything's about to fucking go down. And of course, before everybody gets raptured, we have to see short shorts one more time. Yep. So we get a guy with a lawnmower wearing a denim thong. Yep. Uh, and and. Uh, that's so that later we can see the lawnmower running, but there's no guy in a denim thong. Right, and we see a guy putting up a church sign, which, by the way, the church is called the Church of the Open Bible. How lazy is your fucking church? <laughs> what should we call it? But the Bible. 
Church of the Bible. No, you can't use that. Open Open. Bible. (laughs) Done. Great. Make the signs. We couldn't find a URL that wasn't taken, so... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So now we have this incredibly melodramatic rapture. I I mean, where it's basically just like, you know, people were using equipment, and now that equipment is on. And and, uh, unlike the um, Nick Cage rapture, everybody gets to take their clothes to heaven. Uh, So that's less fun. Like decent Christians. Yeah, exactly. And and now we're basically back to the beginning where she woke up and they were talking very calmly about the rapture on the radio. Right. So I guess we're more than halfway through this movie and the only thing that really happened is the thing that happened in the opening seconds and, of course, some back preaching. Uh, and here I am left with the Herculean effort of trying to make the final act sound good before we go to break. So here goes my best effort. Will God get what's coming to him for murdering all those babies? Well, what do these guys' scrotums finally slip out of their shorts? Will Nick Cage save the day? Find out the answers to these questions and more when we return for the monotonous conclusion of A Thief in the Night. Hey there, Jenny. Hey, Fat Ralphie. How's being a Christian working out for you? Oh, it's been swell, Fat Ralphie. All my friends get so inspired when I tell them about it that they remember they have to wash their hair. Well, cleanliness is next to godliness, you know. Yeah, and it even works for my bald friends. Well, that's neaterific, Jenny. So, has anybody given you a hard time for being a Christian? What do you mean? Well, you know, throwing eggs at you, trying to feed you to lions, not putting Merry Christmas on the Starbucks cups, that kind of thing. Well, shucks, Fat Ralphie. It's America in 1972, and over 90% of the people in this country are Christian. And we're in Iowa, so it's not like we have Jews or anything. Hell, I don't even think I've ever met a Catholic. So, of course, nobody's giving me a hard time. That's a really stupid question. Well, sure, but it's not only humans you have to worry about. What do you mean by that, Fat Ralphie? Well, now that you're a Christian, the dark overlord of hell will try to attack you every chance he gets and drag you screaming into the pits of hell with promises of luxurious temptations. Golly, Fat Ralphie, that sounds a lot like the ramblings of a psychopath. Are you sure you're okay? I get that question a lot. Even the colony of leprechauns that live in my medicine chest doubt my sanity from time to time. But no, I'm perfectly sane and the demons want to kill you. Are you sure? Because that sounds like sort of an either-or kind of thing. And you just now ate a moth. It was sent from the depths of Hades to spy on us. Are you sure? Hey, hey, do you want to see how far I can jam this slide rule into my eye socket? No! Are you sure? Yes! Uh, How about now? Ew. Does your credit card give you cash back on all your satanic paraphernalia? Is it welcomed at all the baby blood bodegas? Does it offer you loyalty rewards just for renouncing the name of Jesus and pledging your soul to the desolate one? Well, why not try the new Super Evil credit card from the people that brought you conquest, war, and famine? Earn 6% cash back on government rations, 6% cash back on Flesh of Innocence, and 6% back on travel. And as a special bonus for signing up now, we won't murder you. Super Evil credit card. What's on your forehead? And with an all-new appreciation for what the chick from Fifty Shades of Grey felt like, we're back for more. And since this movie can't afford to show us stuff happening, the bulk of Act 3 will take place through talking heads and radio broadcasts telling us what's happening, beginning with the perpetual Christian movie bad guys, the UN. Ooh, the UN. 
And what I like about the UN, first of all, the first is that the uh, the guy who represents the UN is Bernie Sanders. I like that. <laughs> Oh, it's nice to see Bernie Sanders didn't get raptured. Yeah, well, I don't wouldn't think you um, would. They have armbands. Yes, uh, always. Which is a nice touch. <laughs> I, I've often thought that they were too subtle <laughs> in these movies. So the armbands, I want that meeting. Why can't we see that meeting? So, guys, what are we thinking we do to for the new UN? Well, what about uh, armbands? Oh, you know, Those they sound great. With Who them? was the last one that did armbands? <laughs> you know, I was just thinking about that. I don't remember. That it was a thing, right? I can see a bunch of folks <laughs> walking around with armbands, and I just don't know. Raising well, it's a great idea. A, I love yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. So Bernie Sanders is standing up there with his U- UN armband, basically saying, okay, so everybody disappeared, so we decided we would take over the world, uh, thought we would let you know, right. promise Everyone not okay to break anything. Like, yeah, totally fine. Sounds I, great to me. Yeah. Also, there's a uh, spinning newspaper moment where it's like, a rapture, everyone disappears. But the second largest headline is American swimmer suspended. <laughs> there's, there's other shit going on, though. It's not just yeah. the rapture. It's not just the rapture. <laughs> we also want you to know that this guy maybe uh, didn't do his best at the swimming tournament. Yeah. <laughs> gonna take a break he apparently he was distracted by the fact that the planet got raptured i don't know Something. it sounded like excuses to me yeah yeah so yeah with the headline spinning that says un promises not to fuck with you too bad and then we get the whole the the mark of the beast thing right which is <laughs> okay so they say all right well just to make sure everybody is a good citizen come in and get your get a tattoo on your head or your your hand and trust on me, your hand or on your face yes exactly exactly that's the your fucking face (laughs) the other option there the things that don't make sense about this particular choice are unlimited first of all the idea that you could get anyone in america to come get a tattoo i mean you we you can go on youtube and find dozens of videos of people just being like, I don't acknowledge speeding laws in this country. Americans don't right. really acknowledge speeding laws. The don't go so fast you die laws are constantly being challenged by guys with dash cams. And yet, we're supposed to believe that everyone was just like, oh, well, question. Can I get this tattoo on my face? <laughs> I don't think the back of my head would be a little too subtle. Yeah. I just, you know, I wear gloves sometimes and I don't want people to... <laughs> I don't want people to miss my tattoo. I want them to know. <laughs> okay, so now, first of all, we have to point out that the way you get your tattoo is with a price scanner. Um, oh, yeah. They hold up... Well, with a look- normal size electric razor. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. They hold an electric razor up to your hand, and it goes... And it gives you a tattoo that certainly looks like it was just put on there with one of those little price guns that they have at the fucking supermarket. But don't worry, trust us, it's a tattoo. We see a woman getting it and she goes will it wash off and i'm like no lady it's a tattoo <laughs> that's why we call it i feel like you shouldn't have come to get your tattoo <laughs> I feel you didn't like read you the literature things explained to you and i love the whole like um now trust us it's not for satany reasons that we want you to do this this is just so that you can show that you're a good citizen Right, exactly. So then we get the scene where she's walking down the street and all the, you know, businesses won't let you in. It's like, you know, this barber shop is only for sneeches with stars, you know? Yeah. And what, what delicious fucking irony that this movie talks about what it's like to be treated badly when you're a non-citizen. Yes, that exactly. This movie has as its theme how terrible it is to be treated by people who want you to be a citizen. I was like, ooh, I bet if you tried to bring this metaphor to people's minds, they wouldn't get it. 
Oh, yo, you see, like, the people will just treat a person just because of where they're from and they're not a citizen, right? It's really terrible. Can you think of anything else like that? No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> what about the guy who's doing your gardening right now? What, Tim? No. I meant like a, a white person. Yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Like all the people, white in, people in this movie. But yeah, that irony is fantastic. In a, in a movie almost certainly made by people who would have be right alongside Trump and building a giant fence are like, God, can you believe how terrible it must be to be treated as a non-citizen? Yes. And that's exactly what they say, too. They call them, you're a citizen if you have the little tattoo thing. So the signs all say, you know, citizens only and shit like right. that on them. And she doesn't have her tattoo because she knows the tattoos are evil Satan-y stuff, you know, because the guy from the mask told her about that earlier yeah. And uh so she doesn't want to get it. So then we cut back to her watching TV and now the the UN is stepping up their tattoo everybody on the forehead thing cuz they're saying at this point they're like, "All right, so now if you didn't get your face tattooed, it's pretty safe to assume that you're probably one of the people that raptured everybody or whatever early." Right. We decided to we Now, this might seem like a not logical step, but anyone without a tattoo is now under arrest. <laughs> Well, and and subject to prolonged inconvenience. Pro I wrote prolonged inconvenience. Like, what? They got to go to the DMV. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, now, sir, I need a different form from you. Can you please? I just want to talk to anybody. <laughs> just please don't tell me to sit back down. All right, sir, if you just have a seat, I will call you. No, I'll get the tattoo. Well, but you can like, put it on my dick. We you can saw, put it on the whole of my dick. <laughs> we saw the lines at the fucking tattoo place, which, by the way, takes eight seconds. I don't know why there'd be a fucking line. And you only have to do it once. But but, but that's a prolonged inconvenience. People getting extra tattoos. You know, I yeah. mean, that, that right. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Hey, can you also do like a tribal thing on my arm, too, with that? Guys, for the, someone has to get on the loudspeaker. Guys, for the last minute, we are not doing any other tattoos today. <laughs> Please do not request a dragon along with your 666. I mean, ones and zeros tattoo yes yeah exactly so now we get the scene where like okay so she's listening on the tv while they were saying okay we're now going to arrest and murder everybody who doesn't have the tattoo don't worry we're not satan -y though still and uh then there's a knock on her door i guess the tattoo police are after her now right but they're terrible because they just knock on her door and when they don't come when she doesn't come to the door they're like well i guess you know it's shit well, that's another one we didn't get right and they just well, she didn't come to the door man what are we supposed to do so she runs, she runs to the church. Yes, yeah, exactly. Where the, uh, the reverend from the beginning, you remember the bad the reverend, bad the reverend, one who yeah. talked about loving your fellow man <laughs> and that the Bible wasn't the literal word of God and uh -huh. perhaps it was our, our job to see the beauty of nature as is. You remember that asshole? <laughs> well, he <laughs> learned his lesson now. And he is talking to God as though he had drunk dialed his ex. You said, you said, remember you said it was going to be like, you, well, you said forever. Uh, I carved our name into a tree. It's, and by a tree, I mean my thigh. Four. <laughs> <laughs> also, I just want to point out again, this is the third time I've now seen a, a person do the, I was not a good enough preacher mm -hmm. to yeah. the, to God monologue. And it was weird to not see it done by a black guy. Yeah. I was like, mm, yeah. interesting. And also, I now pictured, I was like, since the movies have been going back in time, since we saw the Nick Cage one, mm -hmm. and then Left Behind, and now this, like, is the <laughs> next movie, next Rapture movie going to be like a silent film where we see yeah, some we guy don't... in black and white being like, and the card comes up, I should have known better. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a dude in blackface in that one, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. 
And this is where we first learn, and at least for me, I mean, I guess like a lot of the people who watched this movie, the people for whom this movie was made, you know, when they saw the good preacher said, well, maybe some of it's poetic, maybe some of it's metaphorical, they were like throwing shit at the screen and stuff. No. Yeah, it was, they were but, doing a fucking Rocky Horror Picture show. Yeah, exactly. But for me, this was the first time I was like, oh, he was the bad guy because he wasn't taking it literally enough. Oh, I knew he and, was the bad guy right away. I, Anytime someone has a good idea in a Christian movie, I'm like, right, this yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> He's going to get right. his before it's over. Yeah. I bet this guy's helping a, a cyber terrorist break into my firm. <laughs> I want that to start affecting my life now so that when people are like, hey man, you doing okay? Like, make, Take some vitamin C. I'm going to be like, uh-huh, nice try trying to fuck my wife. <laughs> I'm just You're gonna try to new... tattoo my forehead next. I know how you. I know how this shit. Just gonna start tweeting at Sam Harris. I know that you're trying to break into my cybersecurity firm. <laughs> I've read your books. <laughs> so now we've got uh, we got Reverend Turner and he's chatting with Patty about. Uh, oh, I was so wrong to tell people that they should love humanity and appreciate nature, regardless of whether or not some carpenter was born of a virgin. And like, and, and then the soldiers get him because apparently the soldiers were sitting. They were waiting in the dark. Yes, again, we've I'm... got another fucking scene where people are in a goddamn room where you would hear the fucking door opening, and all of a sudden there's like six other people in the room with them. Yeah, but they chose it. They waited until there was a dramatic moment to come Where's in. Where's that I guess. meeting? Where it's like, okay, so guys, again, just a reminder, we're gonna get in the room and then like, just give it a second. Just give it a second. Like, wait on me, and then I'll jump out and I'll get him. Well, we've got a bunch of people to arrest. I said, wait on me! I'll, I'll choose the most dramatically accurate time to jump in. Right, and based now on their, their armbands are red. Yeah. The yellow ones were too subtle, so now their armbands are red. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah. So they throw her in the Unite van. The Unite van, by the way, Unite is uh, United Nations Imperium for Total Emergency. Shit right. acronym, guys. Come Second on. Second only to S.H.I.E.L.D. in the like. <laughs> we really wanted to spell this word. <laughs> S.H.I.E.L.D. is like, so, heroes, I every love dicks. It's fine. No one will ever Whoopee, ask. Katie, baby Just get wires. Samuel L. Jackson. So, so now uh, now we, we cut to jail. Uh, where Patty is being held for failure to have a tattoo on her head. And they're like, there's an old lady there who, by the way, I, this doesn't matter to anyone who isn't me, but the old lady in the jail who's trying to convince her to get her tattoo mm -hmm. looks identical to my grandmother. <laughs> so I had a horrifying moment where I was like, Grandma Betty! <laughs> No, why? You love to you love to collect Betty Boop figurines and send me emails about Israel. No, <laughs> what happened? Gam gam. <laughs> so, just a personal moment that I experienced was just my grandmother yeah. is the one who was trying to convince her that it's okay and she should just. At go which ahead point and get she goes, tattoo. "I know that that's just fancy computer talk for six six six. Yes, and I was like, "Nope, it's not." Oh, but, not but it, binary. It is though. It's zero one one zero. That's that's a six. So there's three. Is that it? That's the tattoo. It's three zero one one zeros. But if you wanted six hundred sixty six, technically that would be one zero one zero zero one one zero one zero. But yeah, yeah, they got it more or less right. I think what they were trying to say is that computers are evil. Right. Okay. So because the conversation is so bizarre, because like the the old lady comes up to her and she's like. uh so I know about you people. You're religious, and you think that that thing where all the people got raptured away, I mean, disappeared, 
uh, because of the aliens was the rapture. But you're wrong because we fed this into a computer and it said so. And yeah. then and then we get the whole that tattoo is just computer for six six six. You know, it's like that's yeah. Well, binary. Like, and you know, actually, like she's trying to get with her. She's like, you know, when we first looked at it, we the rapture was fairly high up on our list, and it's like, yeah, you think? Yeah, right. Like, at the, what was the second option? A different rapture <laughs> that we a slightly different rapture. <laughs> See, but now in this movie, I got to say, I don't know that, like, if I lived through the rapture of this movie, I don't know if I'd be convinced the way if I lived through the left behind rapture that had all the other biblical shit going on. Because the only thing we get in this movie is that a bunch of people disappeared. You, you know, we don't get that. Like, is in the other one, we get all of these different prophecies being fulfilled and the Jews, fire breathing Jews at the wall and shit like that. And this one is just everybody disappeared. So, you know, I would be willing, like, like, rapture wouldn't be particularly high on my list on this one, you know, until, of course, they showed that it was only the whatever evangelical christians in middle america that believe in this shit that actually yeah, i'd got... want to see who vanished i'd be figuring yeah. out who vanished then i'd but i gotta admit rapture's pretty pretty high up on my list i don't know i watch a lot of these movies uh, well I, at this I, point yeah so, i guess at this i don't point, know if you ever walk on the other side of a pole from someone but whenever i do that with anna now i'm like fuck it's the rapture all right fine <laughs> i gotta find a black guy i gotta find a black guy and start a resistance group and a so, man with a very thick forehead, he's going to help me out. <laughs> He'll die for us later on. Right. So, yeah, so now, so the the old lady's trying to convince her to go ahead and get the tattoo anyway. And I'm not even sure I really understand what was going on in this scene. But she's like, but Reverend Turner got his tattoo on his head. Right, let me show you. Or something. And then she drags him out and, and, and Reverend Turner's been shot in the forehead. Yeah, that was what was so crazy. She's like, Reverend Turner got his tattoo and she's like, really? And she's like, yeah, come on out here and look. See, we shot him in the face. And it's like, that's not. <laughs> like, oh, wait. did I say tattoo on his head? I meant a bullet. I meant we shot him in the face. That's my bad. Where are you going? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they don't have her in handcuffs or anything. It's just some old lady holding onto her arms, so she runs right. away. It's like, yeah. what was? How was that supposed to go? Was she supposed to say, "Oh, shot in the head"? I see. Shot in the. Uh, to be fair, though, that would have convinced me if they would have been like, "No, no, no, man, look, your friend got it right." And I'd be like, "Oh yeah," and then he was dead. I'd be like, "So can I get it on my my head?" I can use this tattoo. <laughs> Talk to me about both this. hands, both hands, and get to, you and know what? Form? I should get double because I feel bad. I was so lazy. You know how it is when you get so. <laughs> So busy, but he looks like, yeah, what do I do to not be that guy? Right. Well, and then that's the other thing, too, is, of course, this movie hasn't taken any time whatsoever to establish that there's anything bad about the tattoo. So, you know, right. this, this might as well just be secure. I mean, you know, yes, there's something bad about the government making you get a tattoo on your face. But I mean, but but like this might as well be social security cards that they're that they're that they're freaking out about at this point. Right. Exactly. And and quite literally, just like social security cards, there's always going to be one person who's like, I'm a free citizen who doesn't want, you can't make me, come on man, Josh, I'm a non-violent, that's not how non-violence works just because you don't punch someone, non-violent, <laughs> you don't know, is there, a, is there a way we could not violently, I don't want to pay taxes, alright, <laughs> just get your face tattoo, bro. So now we get to the chase scene. Now, this is this is what makes this such an awkward one for us to review. Okay, the next rest of this goddamn movie is this is is this girl running from through fields from a car and then a helicopter. Right, right. Okay. So first of all, 
Can we reflect on the fact that the UN only has the one van? Oh, yes. There is one van, and it is the only <laughs> car on the road, and she is the only person out. Yes, yes. This We will not see another soul while she is being chased. She runs from the middle of a city to... A dam in the middle of the country, mm-hmm. a, like electrical dam. And again, we see this 24 style. We see every minute of this. Right. Yeah. No, this is live. This is real. And we, and that is just, and we don't see another person. And it's just her jogging. It's yes. just her jogging for oh, a no, solid 20 minutes. We do see two people because at one point she turns the corner and there's two people that, that, that stop her and go like, Hey, Patty. And they're like acting like pod people now. Right. Once you get a forehead tattoo, you just lose your free will. I guess, yeah. Now, the only reason I point out those two people and correct you on that, it's not, I'm not trying to be pedantic, it's just that nothing else happens in this fucking movie. Oh, yeah, no, that is and what we, we have, have to, to talk, talk about. about something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, remember there was that part where she tripped over a pebble? Sweet Jesus, 19 minutes and 18 seconds. All right. Whoa, not a lot getting edited out here. Patreon, you guys get to hear me sing a little song. <laughs> Happy birthday, Patreon. Let's, you know what? We never thank the Patreon people individually. And I think this <laughs> is the episode to do it. And everyone can listen along. Oh, watch this movie and you come up with a, a minute of thing to talk about other than got chased by helicopter. <laughs> right. Holy shit. The entire, I wrote in my notes, this entire movie is like watching porn after you come. You're just like, okay, well, I'm bored now. I'm done now. Turn this off. Turn something else on. (laughs) So, yeah, so she's running around, and and she eventually remembers that Diane is in this movie, and Diane agrees to meet her at at the dam. And I wrote in my notes, yay, the dam. I hope we get to see her walk all the way there. (laughs) And indeed we do. Well, okay, so now the way she's going to get to the dam here, we don't have to get her, she doesn't have to walk quite the whole way because she steals the one van that the UN guys have. The and, entire UN's van. The, yeah. the UN has one van. That was all of the cars in the world at that I point. was going to say, was, not only that, but they, they, they don't have any police help or anything like that because this uh, movie couldn't afford to bring out police cars. So no one's, yeah. So she takes the van and she starts driving to the, um, to the, to the dam. But luckily they do have helicopter number three. In right. the movie to chase her with. And we get to hear the song again. We get to hear the, uh. Which actually at this point is a nice break from it was the welcome. Bugs I did. Bunny I wrote, oh, soundtrack. Oh good, the song again, cause it was just nice for me to, again, I got to think about it. I was like, why a bag of gold? Why would a piece of bread? There's less people. There should be more food. And that was fun. That was good. That was going on in my head. For the, for her just very mildly jogging. Oh, and through. B- b- okay, but b- b- before we get, cause eventually she's gonna, she sees the helicopter and she says, oh, well, I guess now that they've got a helicopter, I better get out and run because I'll be so much faster than or whatever. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, if you're in a van and they're in a, hel- they, like, they didn't have missiles on the, on the helicopter. They, they're not gonna ram you. Right, it wasn't Black Hawk helicopter. Yeah, exactly. You win in this scenario, you know, yeah. what the hell are they, cause they don't have any other vehicles that they can call in on you or whatever. Yeah. You can just keep driving until you run out of gas. The helicopter's gonna have to turn back before you will. Or drive to the dam yeah exactly exactly but no she gets out and she runs through the woods a little bit because this movie was 50 minutes short of the hour oh, they needed fuck. yeah They're right like, fuck we got that cobra bite scene what time is it now <laughs> it's eight minutes of movie well then i don't know so we can preach a bunch of times i'm totally out of ideas so we get more of the fucking helicopter chasing her and then she loses it and then it finds her again and then she 
loses it. And At this point, my notes say again. helicopter, no helicopter. The movie. <laughs> and it's like coming right at her. And I wrote, land the helicopter on her so the movie is over. And there's this mo- Okay, so she like ducks. Like, I, I don't know what she thought was going to happen. But the helicopter starts to come down and, and she ducks, you know, so they can't use the rotor to cut off her head or whatever. And then the helicopter leaves, which is kind of weird. Um, yeah. And, and, but, I mean, it's not because, like, what the fuck were they going to do? They're in a helicopter. Right. You, they're not going to rappel out and grab her or whatever. Could you, could you come over here towards the door, ma'am? <laughs> yeah, not. exactly. We can't uh On land. second thought, we yeah. should have had someone get out and chase you with their body. <laughs> but you're right there. We can see you. Manhunt. Yeah. We got you with our flashlight. Come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're you're kind of it. You know, we don't have to actually tag you. Right. And now she sees the dam, and she's like across the field from it. And we're like, I'm like, we're going to watch her go all the way across that field, aren't we? Yes, oh, we you're do. damn right we are. Yes, we you're do. And of course, right porn stash Mercury is there to save her. So then now we get the, she, she gets to it, and she's running, and we go into slow motion so that they can drag that you know, 16 minutes of film out into an hour and nine minute movie. Right. A little bit easier. And this is where we get, you know, the song for the third time. Yep. And so, like, just when she thinks that she's going to be saved, we find out that, no, Freddie Mercury's a bad guy. He's got the face tattoo. So he's working with them. He's working with them. So he he says into a radio that, again, is the size of the fucking Ghostbusters proton pack. Yeah. Uh, we've got her. All men come in or whatever. And, of course, all men is the one helicopter. Attention, all units. It's yeah. just us, Dave. It's yes. just us. It's just I know. I just always wanted to say helicopter. all I units. I want to say attention, all it units. Sounds, it sounds way cooler. I was going to say Car 54, where you are you, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, so all units converge on their location, which means the helicopter shows back up again. Right. Lands. Yeah, exactly. But she just ain't going to get her damn face tattoo, so she climbs over the ledge onto the little walkway or whatever, and, and Freddie Mercury in his fucking short shorts leap leaps over, and he's going to get her. And so she climbs over the edge again, and I'm just like, okay. Jump. Well, jump so this movie's over. It, well, right. Yes, I'll exactly. <laughs> I live near a bridge. If I jump near a bridge, am I no longer watching this movie? was very tempting by the end of it. So, yes, she decides to leap to her death from the dam rather than get the face tattoo of Satan. Or wrist tattoo. Or, or wrist yeah, tattoo. right. Like they would Listen, let her do I'd rather tattoo. jump from a dam than get a face tattoo, but I'll get a wrist tattoo pretty easily. <laughs> but that actually didn't happen because the whole movie... Was a dream. Was a goddamn dream. Well, uh. but it's... Except for it wasn't because we now go back to the scene that we started off with in the first place where the radio is talking about the rapture happening. So it's basically it's fucking Groundhog Day. Yeah, it's the fucking it's next. It's the Nicolas Cage movie next where he wakes up at the end of the movie in the same place. And you're like, oh, and the only thing that would have made this worse is if the movie had just looped. Yeah, right. Somehow figured out a way for this movie to permanently loop. And I just realized that I'm tied down to the chair and fucking Matt Damon comes and starts shitting next to me. And that's, that's what I need. And my Christian hell is just this movie looping. Um, and I did notice too when they, when they panned over to the clock this time, I'm like, oh, she gets up at, uh, 
quarter after 10. That's nice. Isn't that nice, right? <laughs> because that's how bored I was at this, by the end of this fucking movie. I'm just like, oh God, Jesus, Look we're going to have to carpets. do, we're going to have to try to fill about 30 minutes with her running from that goddamn helicopter, aren't we? I better know what time it says on the clock and shit like that. Maybe there's some, maybe there's a dog in the background that yeah, exactly. is wearing a, me, wearing a my hat. Dog <laughs> Something. We're so, not going to cut to audio of my dog doing it's tricks. <laughs> it sounds like it's sitting now, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. We're going to get some one stars off of this one, guys. We're going to get some one stars off of this. going to be some very angry tweets. <laughs> it's not our fault, guys. There honestly was nothing happening in this fucking way. Anyway, so, yes, it all draws to a close. Oh, and then it says the end. Dot, dot, dot. Is near. Is near. Which was, oh yeah, no, it's exclamation mark. Yeah, you're exclamation right. Exclamation mark is like the end. Yeah. Is near. Just a reminder, we're crazy. <laughs> we're so crazy. We're the people who say the end is near. You know how in cartoons there's a guy with a sign that says the end is near? We're that guy. We just wanted to remind you. That's the level of, we're If that guy was crazy. holding up a movie, this would be the movie he'd be holding up. Yes. Holy fucking shit. And just in case you weren't entirely convinced of their insanity, the movie closes with a, are you now convinced that Jesus is coming back? Call us. We'll take your money. You know, or mustard seed international. <laughs> yes. I love that they draw so much attention to the Jesus fucking up the thing about the mustard seed. That's too. great. Yeah. That's the, that's now the second movie company has been like, remember when God was wrong? <laughs> about how mustard grows out of trees and is the smallest seed in the whole world. We're going to draw your attention to that quite a bit. Quite a bit. Mustard Seed International. So now that you've had some time to reflect on this movie, which would you say was worse? It's, it's production quality, it's soundtrack, or it's theological message? Listen, it's theological method, message certainly seems to scare children and create an unhealthy relationship, and the production quality was pretty shitty. I mean, listen, it all looks like it was shot through a piece of tape, but that song will be with me. I'm going to be on my deathbed, and my children and my children's children will hopefully be around me, and they'll hold my hand, and they'll say, Grandpa... Grandpa, what do you want us to know? And I'll go, a piece of bread could buy a bag of gold. What? That doesn't make any sense. Are they, is it now a non-monetary quantity? I don't understand. And then I'll die. And then I'll die. That's the worst thing about this movie. Well, you know, it's so funny because, it, like, okay, a lot of people had told us going into this one, they're like, oh, you know, you should watch this one. This scared the hell out of me when I was a kid. So I kept waiting for the part that scared the hell out of them when they were a kid. Yeah. You know, I was sure that there was going to be some Satan-y, demon-y shit in there somewhere or whatever. I, I feel like this is other people's Fantasia. For me, Fantasia scared the shit out of me as a kid. And so for years, I would be like, oh my god, Fantasia scared the shit out of me. And everyone would be like, huh? And then I saw it recently, like three years ago as an adult, and I was like, oh, this is not scary. Yeah, there's nothing scary in this <laughs> one. This, this is terrible. Fantasia's not terrible. It's fucking awesome. Oh, no, 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 no. no. I meant the, the thing that I thought was scary oh, is, I, not ter is not scary. Yeah, right, right, right. I, it was ter It's terrible that I thought it was scary. Yeah, okay, all right. I just want to make sure we were on the same page on he that He hated one. the Jews, though. He funneled um, a bunch uh, no, of money No, yeah, he Nazi really party. did not care for the Jews uh, bunch whatsoever. Of money, secret money of the Nazi party. So did, <laughs> so did Ford. Yeah, yeah, well, him too. Hedge your bets. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, so did I, to be fair. I, I <laughs> the Nazis still follow me on Twitter, guys. This is a true story. Have you ever looked? 
the U- the the U.S. Nazi Party follows me on Twitter because a friend of mine was bothering them. He was he was he was tweeting at them. They would like tweet things because they're vegans. And they would tweet things like, don't hurt animals. And he'd be like, yeah, just like the Holocaust. And so as a joke, I was like, hey, man, leave the Nazis alone. So they followed me on Twitter. The two Nazis. If you look at my Twitter followers, the United States Nazis follow me. And occasionally they favor a tweet. I don't know how to feel about that. That's very upsetting for me. That occasionally I'm like, oh, the Nazis agree with me on this. I don't know how I feel about this Harry Potter trivia that I also enjoyed with the Nazis. So, all right, so we've kind of already answered this, but who is this movie for? I have – so here's what I was thinking when I was thinking about that. I was like, who is this movie for? I think this movie is for everyone at Woodstock who took the brown acid <laughs> and came out being like, no, man, there's going to be demons and they're going to eat your flesh, man. It was like, oh, you should watch this movie. This is the movie for you. We want to get you while the iron – we want to strike while the iron's hot because it's like – it's preying on the psychedelia with an even dumber message than like do a bunch of drugs and roll around in the mud. Right. And I, right. And I don't dislike doing a bunch of drugs and rolling around <laughs> in the mud. It's people that were like, that's not crazy enough. <laughs> oh my God. What a Ugh. fucking headache. The good news is at least there's not a shitload of sequels that we're also going to watch. So, uh, <laughs> Since the only person in history that could give these filmmakers the thumbs down they deserve is the Roman emperor, we're going to opt for that rating by analogy thing that we do once again. So, Eli, I ask you, what is the least pleasant thing that you could do with a cobra that would still be better than watching this movie? Oh, God. I would have to meet the cobra's parents, and then the cobra's parents are obviously uncomfortable with the fact that I'm not a cobra, but we still sit through an entire meal where the cobra's parents are like, so, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm a magician. And the dad like, oh, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I mean, I do other stuff, too. I have a podcast. That's the level of discomfort. I would need a long, awkward meet the parents dinner. Anti-Semitic cobra parents <laughs> followed by a bite on the dick. Yeah, I take that over this movie. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Well, I guess that's going to do it for our review of A Thief in the Night, but that's not going to do it quite for this episode yet because we still have to make a verbal commitment to not stop watching these damn things. So, Eli, tell us, what's on deck? A distant thunder. And it's just not distant enough. Yes, part two of this wonderful series. And it does... I, it, the, it, I hate to say it, this looks worse. This it does. This actually looks worse. Yes, the preview had less going on than the preview for the first one. Yes. So not only does it begin with a warning that the makers of this film are not prophets. No. That's <laughs> that's the audience there appealing. Guys, don't worry. We're not actually prophets. We're just telling you what the prophets said. And everyone's like, oh, okay, good. Oh, I I'm glad you, you cleared the, that up. I, I was wondering. I sacrifice my son to you to mustard seed entertainment. <laughs> I sent you my ear in the mail. You said if I was convinced, so I sent you. <laughs> That's the level. And by the way, that makes up like 40 seconds of the minute and 40 second preview is this long fucking, this is not a true story. And these people aren't prophets, but this shit's definitely going to happen, y'all. So with that to look forward to, we'll bring episode 12 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful. That's patreon.com slash godawful. And thereby earn early access to every episode. You can also help us a ton by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your 
your various social media platforms. And if you enjoy the show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist and The Skeptocrat, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. Our theme music was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Giraffes on Mars and was used with permission. If you like what you hear, hear more by following the link on the show notes for this episode. The music for I Hate This Fucking Movie was performed by Anna Phyllis Smith, and she's also very awesome. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm No Illusions, promising to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with a guy from Brooklyn telling you to fuck yourself. Fuck off, cocksucker. <laughs>